seven, six, five, four. The crowd comes to their feet. A standing ovation as the clock hits zeros. And the East Buchanan Bulldogs have done it. They have punched their ticket to Show Me Bowl 2021 with a 34-6 win over the Thayer Bobcats this afternoon here in Gower. 34-6, your final score. East Buchanan will move on to play for the state title next Saturday afternoon at Mizzou and Perot Field. And we're still continuing on here on our Class 1 State Championship Preview. It is a state championship week as East Buchanan takes on Marceline this Saturday at 3 o'clock in Columbia on the campus of the University of Missouri. We got our next guest here lined up. He is the sports director at Regional Radio KKWK. It is a pleasure to have Chris Ward back on the show. Chris, how are you? Hey, my friend, I am doing great. Thanks for having me back on. Looking forward to uh, what should be a big weekend of high school football, obviously. Uh, it's what everybody's been working on since August and prior, and it all comes down to this. And uh, got a few teams from the area still dancing, so uh, it's uh, it's good to see Northwest Missouri represented so well down there. Absolutely. And uh, I know we, we haven't talked for several weeks here on the podcast, at least, but um, we're going to catch everybody up um for a few weeks here is uh, we go through a little bit of uh, East Buchanan's run all the way to the state championship. We know you've covered East Buchanan several times in the past several weeks on 100.1. So I think you're one of the perfect guys to go through it. But um, I think the game which really started this run for East Buchanan to where they're, where they're at right now was the class one um, district eight semifinal at mid Buchanan. Um, I know that um, this tur- this district tournament has been a topic as far as seeding. Whenever the seedings came out, it was a big topic on social media. And you know the fact that you know that we weren't getting East Buck Mid Buck in the um, sem- in the final, we were getting it in the semifinal. But Chris, um, how would you um, how would you um, like rate or um, your your thoughts on East Buchanan um, kind of getting the monkey off their back in the semifinal against Mid Buchanan? No, I think you're right in the fact that was a huge game for these guys, but I think it really started with the loss to Mid Buchanan on October 8th there in what was that, week 7 or whatever it was, when they lost 28-21. They had the lead in that game and uh, ended up finding a way to lose it, kind of a couple turnovers, different things kind of happened. I think that when they had that game, they kind of went back to the drawing board a little bit, kind of learned, hey, this is you know big game situations. we got to be better at a few different things here. I think they learned from that, and that's really all you can ask of a team if, if they're going to stub their toe is that you learn a lot from it. So I really think it started with that game and uh, worked through because if you look at it, that was a Lawson team they played the next week that was streaking at the time. They take care of business there in a big way, 41-18. They go and take care of business at North Platte. We kind of knew that was going to happen. That was a struggling Panthers team. Uh, but from that point on, they've just kind of kicked it into a different gear. And I think you're right in the fact that that semifinal against Mid Buchanan is kind of maybe when they saw it come to fruition, if you will, because that's obviously a good mid-buck team and East Buchanan was by far the better team that night. They played a better game of football I think that kind of uh, justified everything in their mind it kind of I guess that's kind of like getting the test back when you got the good grade that you've been studying so hard for it, all that work paid off that was the fruition of all that work was there and I think when they got that monkey off their 
quarterback, they kind of got to breathe a sigh of relief and just say, okay. And I think the University Academy game also kind of falls into that category because uh, that was kind of the trap game, I thought. If if there was going to be a chance to stub your toe uh, before deep runs in the playoffs, it was that one because you just played Mid Buchanan. You just got that monkey off your back, and then you're looking at a Hamilton coming up the next week, a team you know so well. Obviously, the name on the front of the jersey means you better take care of business. So University was kind of sandwiched in between those two monster games. I thought answering that call in the manner that they did was a great sign for this team, and since then they've really just kind of rolled because they have owned the last couple weeks. Absolutely. They they were able to defeat University Academy on a Saturday afternoon for a district championship, a road trip to Kansas City. Um, uh, Seating to the side, you still have to go and still play your games. You still got to go win the district. They were able to do that on the road, but I want to talk next about the Hamilton game. That was the um, Class 1 quarterfinal, and uh, I've told um, Coach Winter this. I've told Brett Atkinson this. Um, if you look at the score of the Week 4 game against Hamilton, and then you look at the uh, quarterfinal score, you might think it's a misprint because it was the same exact score, 22-12. to 12. And um, I know you got a chance to uh, call that game just um, – your thoughts on playing on them getting past a tough KCI rival, and it is tough to play your conference rivals twice in a row. Yeah, absolutely. And while those scores were identical, 22 to 12, those games could not have been more different. Uh, rewind all the way back to September. East Buck gets out, bang, bang, quick scores. Uh, Hamilton's playing from behind the whole time. They're not really designed. Obviously, they made it a tight game. But they're not really designed for that kind of game. Uh, this time around, in, in that quarterfinal matchup, Hamilton was right there with them. You go to halftime, this is basically uh, a game that's tied, if not for some uh, extra point uh, problems for for Hamilton there. They miss one and then go for two and don't get it, so it's 14-12 at the break. Uh, I thought East Buchanan in that second half really kind of made a statement in the way their defense played. Their offense was not necessarily the East Buck offense we've seen all season long. They definitely weren't the running game that we've seen all season long, and that's a hats off to Coach Wiederholt and the, the defense over there at Hamilton. They kind of took the run game away. They kept both Crew Con away and uh, and uh, the the run game uh, kind of bottled up there for East Buchanan. They just never could uh, kind of get that going. Trevor Klein, sorry, I bring farted on his name. Uh, but Klein and Conaway just could not uh, get going that day. I think they were both held under 60 yards, which is just unheard of. Uh, but Connor Musser steps up. He hits a couple big passes, but more importantly, the defense shut Hamilton completely down, forced punts, got a safety, uh, got a couple sacks, and then a stop for a loss, and got that safety, got the ball back in that offense's hand with a short field, and were able to put it away that way. Uh, It was really the defense that won that game this time around, and just kind of shut Hamilton down in the second half. It was very impressive to see, because again, that's a really good uh, Hamilton offense. Tucker Ross is one of the better players you'll see in Northwest Missouri, and they held him in check, obviously. Uh, The Spirit Kid getting hurt, kind of hurt the Hamilton's run game a little bit, but kudos to, Ham- to East Bucks defense. They were owning the line of scrimmage, and you don't do that against Hamilton. I thought that was obviously key as that defensive effort in the second half. Well, Chris, before we get on to the Bayer game, um, East Buchanan were, was able to secure a home game for the semifinal as well last weekend. But um, for you and especially the team, I know that um, you might have, you know, Thayer's a five-and-a-half-hour trip from from Gower. Um, how big was it for East Buck to get that game at home instead of having to go the five-and-a-half-hour trip there in order to go play a football game? 
Oh, no, that's huge. Uh, obviously, you're home, home cooking, as they say. I mean, you're sleeping in your own bed, uh, doing all that kind of thing. Um, I don't know if Thayer traveled up Friday or, or came up Saturday. I would assume they came up. Uh, or, I mean, cause that's awful early to be getting up uh, for a 1 o'clock kickoff. I would assume they came up Friday. Uh, but you take all that stuff out. I mean, uh, you're at home. You get mom's cooking. You get your own bed. You get the, the same routine you had the week before against Hamilton, I presume uh, the week before against University Academy, because as you mentioned, that was a Saturday game. So you've kind of fallen into that rhythm and football teams, coaches especially, but players and teams are creatures of habit. And if you can keep that routine going, uh, especially at this time of year, if you can keep that routine going, that is huge for your team. It's huge just to kind of to feel like, hey, you know, this is how it's supposed to go. We're supposed to do, you know, this is, you know, we go to meals at this time, we walk through at this time, we do the, all these things at these times at this in this order. When you can keep that together, that's massive for a team. And then you get the home field advantage. And kudos to Thayer, they traveled pretty well for again a five and a half hour drive. There was a lot of green and white in that stadium on Saturday. Obviously, they went home uh, unhappy, but uh, kudos to them for traveling so well. That is a long trip for a high school football game, and they made it, and they were there in force. Uh, but to have that home crowd advantage, to have basically 90% of the town of Gower on the uh, on the sidelines, in the stands. I, I love how Gower has everybody just kind of piled up there on the track and everything right there on the field. Uh, it's a pretty intimate environment, and I think the home field advantage definitely helped out the Bulldogs. Absolutely. I've been there several times, and um... – Chris, let's talk about the game now. Um, they are coming off a win in the quarterfinal. They, um, I wouldn't know if I would call it an upset over Windsor. They, they, they knocked off Windsor the previous week. They were um, one of the number one teams in the state whenever the last um, state poll came out. Obviously, Mid Buchanan was the other one, which East Buchanan knocked off there. But Thayer was able to knock off Windsor, which sets up this, quarter, this semifinal game against East Buchanan. East Buchanan, it seems like they clicked on both sides of the ball with a 34 to 6 victory here um Chris I know that you also got an opportunity to call this game on 100.1 your thoughts on um East Buchanan handling their business and advancing on to the state championship yeah, handling the business is the right way to put that. It was very workmanlike early on. I thought, again, kind of after halftime, I thought East Buchanan was in complete control of this game. Uh, Thayer kind of hung around there for a little bit. You had the, the kind of feeling out process, as they say in boxing. You know, they're kind of feeling about those first couple rounds. That was kind of the way it was there. Uh, but once East Buck kind of got their offense going, once they broke out a couple big plays, you kind of felt it was uh, was their day. And uh, especially, honestly, the, the first Thayer drive, that three and out, uh, uh, kind of made a statement, I thought, by East Buchanan's defense. Now Thayer did have a couple drives in there uh, where they where they drove down the field and would stall out on, on downs or et cetera. But uh, East Buck kind of bowed their necks every time they were asked to. Uh, they just bowed their necks and and kept Thayer down. It didn't matter what Thayer did. Uh, that's a team that likes to bounce back and forth between like a power run set. They had some power eyes and and different uh, you know uh, inverted wishbones or flex you know, tight flex bone type formations, things like that, where it's more of power run. East Buck answered the call every time there. Uh, they also would spread out in three and four wide sets, even five wide sets at times, and kind of uh, and try to throw the ball. There was a couple good plays there, but for the most part, East Buchanan's defense answered the call. I thought it just uh, it was an overall a very impressive performance by them on that side and again Trevor Klein I can't it's hard to believe that kid's just a sophomore with as good as he is that kid I think he was up around 200 yards of uh, all purpose yards five touchdowns four of them on the ground and then he had the pick six and when you're doing things like that if if that kid gets going and that run game gets going like that it's going to be hard to stop East Buchanan and they really got it it just it, as the game went they got more and more revved up and just kind of longer it went the more in control they got and by you know early fourth quarter it, it was all over but the crying and I thought really just a very very impressive performance all around by the Bulldogs 
Well, uh, they're going to get a chance to uh, party like it's of 2004 because with that win, that sets up this weekend, Saturday, 3 o'clock for Rowe Field, the campus of the University of Missouri at Mizzou. Um, Marceline will be the opponent for the state championship game. Um, we just got through talking about the uh, uh, this side of the bracket. That class won state semifinal. The other one was the complete opposite of it as Marceline used a last-second field goal to knock off Haytai in the other semifinal. So um, your thoughts on um, – Marceline and um, thought, um, thoughts on how East Buchanan matches up with them and some keys to the game for the Bulldogs to potentially walk out of Columbia with the state championship. Well, as you mentioned, that was a very tight semifinal. Obviously, we were keeping an eye on the score throughout the day, and it was a bit back and forth. Marceline got up big, and then Haytai came back and took a late lead, I think with four and a half minutes left, I think it was, when they scored. And then, obviously, as you mentioned, Marceline would drive down and get that last-second field goal to uh, to beat them. Uh, this is a good Marceline team. I don't know that they've played necessarily the caliber of competition uh, that an East Buchanan has. Uh, their lone losses to a Quincy Notre Dame out of Illinois, and we know that is a heck of a program. Some other teams around the area have played them in the last handful of years just as a, as a fill-in game and they've handled their business so I don't know anything about them this year but I do know by reputation that is a really really good football team uh, you look up and down the schedule there's a lot of 500-ish type teams on Marceline's schedule there are some familiar names they blanked Brookfield 20 to nothing way back in week two uh, those of us who've uh, kind of followed the area for a while know Westran over in Huntsville's had a really good program uh, generally speaking a solid program over the last number of years they're about a 500-ish type team they knocked them off uh, but you start looking at Haytai was undefeated. They handled that one 31-30. Fayette is 11-2. Both of those losses came to Marceline. So other than that, that's an undefeated team. They beat them twice uh, on the way through, uh, once in the regular season. They're midway or so, uh, blanked them 37 nuts, and then survived them 21-20. It's a team that knows how to win. You start looking at stats, and they look very similar in the stat column to your East Buchanan's. I think East Buchanan's outpassed them by like 100 yards or so, a couple extra touchdowns. Marceline's thrown a couple more interceptions than Connor Musser has. So they're pretty even in that regard. They're uh, kind of similar in the fact that they can power run and throw the ball. You'll see Marceline come out and spread things out a little bit. They also like to shift around a little bit more maybe than East Buchanan does. Uh, you think kind of Andy Reid and the Chiefs and how they'll show you a formation early and then shift around and have a completely different formation before the snap of the ball. Marceline kind of likes to do that. You'll see them shift around a little bit, not necessarily to that extreme, but they'll shift around from maybe a three wide into a power type set all of a sudden. And then that puts a tax on your defense to kind of uh, figure out assignments and know what you're supposed to be doing and, and keeping everything straight before the snap of the ball. So that'll be something East Buck has to, to pay attention to. Um, they're a team that has very kind of similar rushing numbers as East Buchanan as well. Uh, they're kind of led, uh, you know, their main weapon is this Nelson kid. He's a senior that's a, at just shy of 1,350 yards, 17 touchdowns. So he's maybe comparable to your Trevor Klein. I don't know uh, necessarily that he's as good of a receiving back as Trevor is. He's only got eight catches on the season, so uh, maybe not the threat in that regards. But they are a team that can get the big play. Uh, watching some of the highlights against Haytai, they rattled off two or three big runs with big gaping holes. Their offensive line kind of reminds you of East Buck and the way they block and the way they move, similar sizes. So, I mean, just the eye test, they kind of look the same. But, again, I don't know that they've played the competition that an East Buchanan has. Um, you know, you go through that KCI, that is a brutal uh, murderer's row kind of schedule. Um, and then the, the districts that they've played and all that, I, I think East Buck's just a little more battle-tested. Um, I mean, the keys to the game are the same as they are really any football game. You got to own the line of scrimmage, not make mistakes, keep the, you know, not turn the ball over. I think if East Buck does that, just plays smart football. They're the better football team on paper and should be able to take care of business. Um, obviously, you got to get the ground game going. You got to be able to get Trevor going and uh, and kind of get that thing 
kicked into gear a little bit, but uh, I, th- I think you do that and you kind of handle the, the run game of Marceline, at least slow it down, and I think you're in pretty good shape. Well, Chris, that was an um, awesome breakdown of the game. Uh, we did um, – the fans did get a chance to hear um, a part of your your ending call from Saturday. Um, I want to thank you personally um, on the podcast for letting me use that. I did thank you at the beginning of the broadcast for it. Um, I want to thank you for letting me use that. It really gives the fans an opportunity really just to hear your enthusiasm on the call. And just You always do a great job on regional radio KKWK. But I know you guys aren't quite done yet, as you guys are going to be broadcasting the game live from Columbia. Um, tell um, tell the fans um, where they can catch the game. Yeah, the last couple of games, thanks to the Bearcat playoffs, we've had to kind of slide our high school coverage over to our uh, KMRN side. That is on 1360 AM. It's a big signal. Uh, being in the middle of the day, you should be able to hear it uh, very cleanly all day long. Also on 99.3 FM. That's a bit of a smaller signal. It uh, only covers uh, the four-county area here, so probably the folks right there in Gower might not be able to hear it on the 99.3, but uh, those folks in our, in our four-county area definitely can hear it on 99.3 uh, FM as well. And, of course, we're always streaming online. Any of our uh, game broadcasts, anytime. Uh, you can hear it around the world at northwestmoinfo.com. And uh, this week, uh, Scott Lavelock will actually have the play-by-play duties there on KMRN. He does a great job with our Cameron football. Uh, I've been feeding him information all week long and getting him all the stuff. He's really studious. He's really, really good. And I think people are really going to enjoy his call on Saturdays. He gets the chance to call his first ever uh, state title game. I, I guarantee you he's going to bring the enthusiasm as well. Well, Chris, um, I want to thank you um, so much for um coming on the podcast i know scott will do a great job on saturday i've heard um, several of his calls on the cameron games he always does a great job there i want to thank you for uh, coming on the podcast thank you for always being available thank you for uh, letting me use the call um at the beginning of the broadcast once again and um thank you so much for everything this year Oh, man, it's my pleasure. I, I wish I could do more for you. I know my schedule doesn't always work out to, to help you out as much as I wish I could. It is my pleasure to help you out any way I can. I think you do a great job. I think uh, it's a it's a pretty neat service you provide for uh, the fans around the area and the, and the coverage you give. And, my man, you use any audio from our stuff you need to to, uh, to, to uh, accent your podcast all you want. We love being a part of things.